you get the cream too. It's amazing. Uh, Shelly Austin says, yes, missing my ball games. So uh, I'm a little upset by that. Uh, of course, what will be on my television tonight, ladies and gentlemen, will be uh, President Donald Trump telling us about the miracle, miracle cure. Big news. Big news. And the big news turns out to be something, I think, about uh, plasma. About uh, plasma. It, it, here's the problem right now that if he comes out, because what's happening is they're able to take blood plasma from people who have had uh, uh, COVID, have had it and survived, yes, uh, and they would take their plasma and that antibodies be able to inject that into people and it works as a, uh, uh, as a vaccine. Uh, Shelly is my friend who follows you. She's a great lady. Thank you, Jerry, for telling me that. Thank you, Shelly. Now I know who you are. Besides a person who always posts cool stuff on our show and watches it, and we appreciate both of you. Um, we kind of know about this plasma thing. And I don't think it is at the level right now where they can roll it out to every man, boy, woman, child, everybody. I don't think we're all going to be able to work together, come on and work together, and I'll get a plasma shot by Tuesday. I think the guy is just going on TV and just trying to, you know, uh, uh, toss a little sunshine our way still uh, when uh, it's actually clouds out. This is what he wants to do. He wants to run outside on a rainy day with a flashlight and go, ooh, look, the sun's out. John Gregory says Paul George is overrated. A lot of people say that Paul George is a player for the Los Angeles Clippers. A lot of people say that about Paul George. He hasn't really showed up for these uh, first few games of the playoffs. But um, we'll see. We'll see. It's, uh, I haven't ever rated him, John. I'm just happy that he's on the team. I'm, I'm glad that Kawhi Leonard has someone to toss the ball to before they toss it back to him so that he can make an incredible shot. You know who's not overrated? Kawhi Leonard. He's not overrated. Two, and, uh, two uh, NBA championship rings. And if there's any luck, if there's any luck, they will have a third. Jerry Vizic said, she gave us the 1934 Cardinals World Series Souvenir Bay for my 60th birthday. That's cool. That's cool. I'm glad to hear that. Okay. Um, so Paul George might be overrated, but right now um, I'm rating the Clippers pretty darn high. We'll see what the second half brings. We'll see if Luka Donka can last uh, through this game and... Um, through uh, at least one more game, if not more. It's a seven-game series. All right. You didn't all really tune in just to listen to me complain about Dish and basketball and Donald Trump being on TV. You know that Donald Trump is going to speak all four nights at the Republican uh, convention? All four nights, Donald Trump's going to speak. And there's a reason, of course. and It's because we just don't get to see enough of him on television any other time. <laughs> I don't think he knows what the term overexposure means. But this guy is overexposed like an, like an old Polaroid negative left out in the sun too long. All right? It is fading. It is fading. Um, what else do I want to tell you about? Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Tuesday night is right. Tuesday night is when the light will shine. Uh, Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Uh, Arizona time, we will be offering a free intro to our stand-up comedy workshops. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to say anything. You just put your lips together and blow. You know how to blow, don't you, Steve? Sorry, sorry. That was from uh, To Have and Have Not, Lauren Bacall speaking, Humphrey Bogart. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to say anything. All you have to do is tune in Tuesday night, go to comedyschools.com and click, and you'll be able to uh, sit in on our free intro to stand-up. If you uh, want to improve your public speaking skills, if you want to get over stage fright and shyness, if you just want to have some fun, if you're looking for a hobby, if you... Seriously, would it be a stand-up comic? We're for you, without a doubt. 
We have helped people go all the way from their very first class to national television, and we'd love to help you achieve whatever goals you have as well. Uh, easy to do. Just go to ComedySchools.com and click uh, the free intro uh, uh, button. I think it's a button. I haven't looked. There's the link is there, the free intro link. Tuesday night at 6 p.m. our time, Arizona time. And you'll be able to check it out. Uh, um, what else can I tell you? We are preparing for that eventual day, uh, that eventual day when we will uh, be back doing live shows and live entertainment. Matter of fact, what's really exciting, there's a new club open in the Mesa Gilbert area of Arizona called J.P.'s Comedy Club, opened by our good friend Jim Perry. And we're partnering with him to bring you great shows and live in-person uh, stand-up workshops and improv workshops as well. Going to have a whole slate of things for uh, you, your family, and friends to do on uh, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Saturday day, Sunday day, and then great shows there every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Watch here. Watch this space for announcements about that. John Gregory says Trump will return to the WWE World Championship belt this week. Will retain the WWE World Championship belt this week. He may well <coughs> that's a fake league with a bunch of fake steroid freaks on it. And uh, that's where uh, he probably belongs. Paul Whitney says to Jonathan, he actually did a really good job in the WWF. Wish he'd go back there. Well, we all wish he'd go somewhere. All right. Let's get to the music. Okay. Um, oh, you know what? There's a little controversy in, um, in the NBA. And I'm going to tell you about it right now. Uh, minor controversy. Uh, the cameras picked up and lip readers were able to see that supposedly Montrez Harrell, who is, uh, has been sixth man of the year and is up to be sixth man of the year again and plays for uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, was trash-talking Luka Doncic. Montrez Harrell is African-American. Luka Doncic is uh, Caucasian. Okay? Uh, Caucasian. So, um, and supposedly said things to Luka Doncic which could be viewed as a racial slur. Perhaps something similar to, uh, hey, you know, white, I don't know. So-and-so shouldn't even be in this league. I don't know. Uh, uh, the league talked to him. Doc Rivers talked to him. And then today he went over and apologized to Luka Doncic. And all was forgiven. All was forgiven. But, you know, the announcers were pointing out today, and I don't know if this was really the announcer's place, to say um, everybody said there's no place for this in the league. Uh, I think Steve Jackson, uh, former Golden State Warriors uh, head coach, is one of the announcers. And he said, uh, when he was asked about it, he goes, I've heard in 17 years of being in the NBA, I've heard far worse, and it shouldn't happen. So a lot of trash talking goes on on the floor. Um, Daniel Bros, knock it off. Uh, so a lot of trash talking goes on on the floor. Uh, this time it was an African-American uh, casting aspersions on a Caucasian. And there was an apology, etc. But the announcer's going, we're surprised that there wasn't some sort of fine, some sort of a stronger announcement. Because if it had gone the other way, if Luca had tossed some sort of racial slur or anything that resembles a racial slur towards Montrez Harrell, he would have been fine, uh, possibly suspended for a game or more. And justifiably so. So I have thoughts on that, but I haven't really coalesced them yet. I have thoughts on that, but I really haven't coalesced them yet. I do think that if Luka Doncic claims that he was not bothered by it, and Montrez Harrell even then apologized and they hugged it out, it's one of the great things about the NBA since they're on a bubble right now. They can actually shake hands and hug and stuff. Uh, remember that? Remember shaking hands? Remember hugging? 
Uh, remember Huggy Bear? Okay. Uh, <laughs> remember when there was like the friendly neighborhood pimp on uh, uh, primetime television? <laughs> Guys like Huggy Bear. Um, and they were, uh, they were uh, lovable. Lovable like Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's lo lo lovable. Uh, Dana Bro says, I tried running back and forth on a basketball court. Uh, try, I try it when you're six feet or greater. Man, the, the, the trash talk here is going back and forth now. Uh, Jonathan Gregor says, uh, I can't. Basketball players are talking trash. This is uh, such a serious issue. Not. I know. I know it's not a serious issue, but it's made. There was a uh, newscaster in Cleveland, Ohio, who uh, announced that uh, Kamala Harris, in becoming the first, that she was the first uh, female, uh, female colored woman to be, uh, <laughs> to be running for vice president, and he was fired. He was fired from his job. If he would have said first female person of color, then he would not. He would not. Uh, uh, he would not have been fired. But the last left off a preposition, two prepositions, I guess, of people. Uh, no, uh, he didn't leave. He left off a noun. Or would there be a adjective? Would person be the adjective there? And a preposition because he left off two words. He was a fired. Um, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of reckoning that has to go on right now. And a lot of uh, the advancement necessary till everybody gets a uh, equal seat at the table uh, has not yet been achieved. But on occasion, on occasion, my friends, it's altogether possible that in pursuit of this just and noble cause, there are casualties that should never have uh, never taken place. Uh, Ernie Green is watching. Ernie Green is a big Clippers fan. Uh, my brother just said that I am a cracker. There you go. I have just been called a, um, a, uh, a, disparaging, a, a disparaging phrase for uh, Caucasian people by my own brother. Uh, John Gregory said, Jerry Vizica, John Gregory is a cracker. All right. There's a lot of cracker talk right now. Yeah, yeah. Now, if my wife called me a cracker, it'd be a whole different deal, you know? Uh, I think my wife sometimes curses me out in Spanish. I don't know. I, I did find out if she goes, Caete! That means shut up. So um, I learned that because I'm watching Telenovas right now. Uh, Paul Whitney says, I just avoid race talk, never like NASCAR to begin with. Hey, there you go. So um, there's a little controversy there. I don't know your thoughts on that. We're going to talk about that more in the coming week. These kind of things fascinate me. These, <laughs> these kind of things fascinate me because I deal in the world of words. And I've always been a strong free speech advocate. And I've also always thought that uh, the art sometimes should be elevated past the man. The art should be elevated past the man. We talked about how many John Wayne movies were directed by a great liberal in John Ford. So if we uh, get rid of John, if we don't show John Wayne movies, are we not also then not showing a liberal's movies? Okay? And by the way, I believe people should be able to have their strong political preferences and that their work should not then be... Uh, uh, assigned to a dustbin. Speaking of people who, uh, um, man, if someone's going to read all these comments later on, Jerry Vizic, John Gregory, no, it's not Cracker. They're calling one another Cracker on the show. There's a lot of Cracker talk. Um, I'm going to nickname you all Nabisco. You're a bunch of Nabiscos. What if that, all right, what if people go, you can't call someone a Cracker, that's wrong. You go, all right, not going to do that anymore. You know what those guys are? They're a bunch of Nabiscos. 
You know, and if enough people called enough of a particular type of person in Nabisco, then it then eventually someone calling someone in Nabisco would become a fireball offense. He was let go for calling someone in Nabisco. That could happen. And uh, now we got um, honky misspelled, spelled honky. Um, all right, I want to talk about the music before we go on. And look at look at the can of worms we've opened now, ladies and gentlemen. A saltine. Yeah, he's a Nabisco. You're a Nabisco. Oh, yeah? Well, you're a saltine. How you like that? Yeah? Oh, yeah? Well, you're a Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> you're a milk chocolate. How about that, buddy? Oh, yeah, well, you're a Nabisco. Oh, really? Well, you're a Reese's peanut butter cup. Well, you're a saltine. And then fisticuffs fly. Uh, Don Shell said, long-haired... Bell-bottom, incense-burning, hippie peace freak. Yes, that was a derogatory term used against uh, those of us who were uh, late baby boomers in the, um, in the uh, early 70s. Uh, Daniel Bros type LOL. I don't know which racial slur that's supposed to be. Lol. What's a lol? We can't be running around calling people lols. All right. What do we got here? Basically, you know what? It, 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 you should be smart enough by this point in history. Should be. <laughs> Daniel Bro says, you're so white bread, you need a nutrition label. <laughs> we got one good funny joke out of this whole thread. You should be smart enough and respectful enough to find out. Uh, Bob Rocky says, yuck it up. You should be smart enough and respectful enough to go, they don't like being called that. Meaning if I have my wife, I found out my wife didn't like being called Cheryl. Her name is Shirley. I was going, hey, Cheryl. She goes, I don't like being called Cheryl. It bothers me. I would stop calling her Cheryl. Unless we were in a big argument, right? Because we, we an argument, you lose your intellect, you lose your reasoning, and you're all emotion. And then I'd go, really, Cheryl? Is that what you think? I told you not to call me that. And then we'd be arguing, and then I'd have to buy her some shit or something. La-di-da, la-di-do. Nabisco and bananas. Hey, you're bunching the, you know what? Bunching Nabisco's showed up at the show today. <laughs> uh, Mav's down by one right now son of a bitch see this is the karma coming back at me for even opening these cans of worms the Mavs are catching up alright I want to talk about the music real quick all right, and show you how two widely divergent individuals their type of music combined help rewrite American music and one is Bill Monroe this is Bill Monroe this is the best of Bill Monroe and he's the father of bluegrass and it's got Blue Moon of Kentucky on it. Blue Moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. Uh, and also, uh, I'm working on a building, which is religious. And I saw the light, the Hank Williams tune, then turned into a bluegrass tune. I saw the light. That's Bill Monroe, the father of bluegrass, one of those angry, pissed-off guys, running because blue, bluegrass is so exact that just one wrong note ruins the entire song. And anybody who runs a bluegrass band is always a little insane. Okay, Bill Monroe would have made Ellen DeGeneres seem like the kindest, most warm-hearted boss in the universe. But damn the music. The music was stunning. And then this man, Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson is the father of Delta Blues. All right. Robert Johnson wrote Crossroads. Which on this uh, uh, album, of course, is called Crossroad Blues. This is a CD compilation of a lot of his work. 
Crossroad Blues, Terrapin Blues, Come On My Kitchen, Walking Blues, Last Fair Deal Gone Down, which was turned into a country song later on, Kind Hearted Woman Blues, uh, Preaching Blues, uh, Rambling On My Mind, uh, Hellbound, on my, uh, Hellbound On My Trail, and a bunch of others. Robert Johnson was such an incredible guitarist. Robert Johnson was such an artist. By the way, I wish you, if you could see the hand there, look how much that hand is spread across those frets. Isn't that something? He was such an incredible artist that later on, if it wasn't for Robert Johnson, there'd never been any Eric Clapton. There'd never been Eric Clapton. And I discovered both of these men pretty much through bands like the Grateful Dead, who played both bluegrass and Delta blues. And the combination of a Kentucky bluegrass boy and a Mississippi Delta man created a hybrid sound that became an important part of rock music, became an important part of American music for the next 50, 75 years. And that's what America does. It combines things and creates something more wonderful. So if you are not, if you know Eric Clapton, and you all, everybody here knows Eric Clapton, you don't know him personally, you don't hang out with him, you know, and if you watch his documentary for most of his life, he was a jerk. Um, <laughs> he's like always trying to steal his buddy's girlfriends, and drunk all the time and mean, you know, and, uh, hypocrite. Um, good friends with B.B. King, then saying a lot of horrible shit about people. Uh, but if you know Eric Clapton's work, if it wasn't for Robert Johnson, there, had been, there would be no Eric Clapton. And it wasn't for Bill Monroe, a lot of the great music later on of Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, all those guys would have never existed. Would have never existed. So instead of pulling apart, we got to bring things together. There you go. And if you're looking for something cool to listen to, go into YouTube and put a Crossroad Blues by Robert Johnson and listen to the guitar playing and go, wow, that's only one guy. And if you want to hear something so exact and wonderful, incredible, go into YouTube and put in Bill Monroe, Blue Moon of Kentucky, or I Saw the Light, and go, man, that is perfect. There is not one mistake there. Not one mistake. Absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. All right, that's the show for today. We've talked about a whole bunch of stuff. You've all been able to have a good time separate of me in the chats. I can see that right now. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow at 2 p.m., with more thrilling tales from yesteryear. Uh, we'll see if we can stir up just enough controversy to have some fun and talk about some of the great music that, if you listen to, may uh, add just a little bit of sunshine and value to your life, a little bit more than any fake therapeutic being touted by a snake earl salesman. My name's Tony Vizic. This has been Living on a Thin Line. Go Clippers! Bye-bye. <laughs>